You're listening to the Presence Pioneers Podcast. Lou Ingalls says that we've taught a generation to feast and play, but the times demand that we fast and pray. I'm going to talk about fasting today. I've heard that fasting and prayer go together like peanut butter and jelly. When we talk about fasting, it's not just going to be about 40-day fast or 21-day fast, which those are great, but I want to talk about fasting regularly on an ongoing basis, a lifestyle of fasting. And even those who are not Christians or religious are beginning to recognize the benefits physically of our health when we fast regularly. This is just the wisdom of God because he instructs us to do this in the scriptures. And that's what we're going to look at today. I want to share five benefits of fasting regularly, five benefits for our spiritual lives, spiritual benefits, uh, along with the health benefits to fasting regularly. So be sure to lock in with us for the short little teaching today till the end so you get all five benefits. Before I continue on, I just want to welcome anybody. If this is your first time tuning in, Welcome to the Presence Pioneers podcast. We exist to equip you to help you host the presence of God through day and night worship and prayer because we believe God's presence changes everything. And so on Thursdays, we release new podcast episodes and they're either short teachings like today to help you or they're extended interviews and conversations with leaders in the global prayer movement or leaders of prayer, revival ministries, Bible teachers on themes and topics like prophetic worship, intercessory prayer, fasting, revival, missions. These are the kind of themes we love to talk about on here. So be sure to hit subscribe or follow uh, wherever you're tuning in to this today. I'd encourage you, go to our website, presencepioneers.org. You can subscribe via email and you'll be the first to know every time we send out a new episode. We've got our entire archive up there on our website. You can search by keyword or by a topic. You can browse and binge watch now our almost 90 episodes we've got in our archive there. You can also make a donation on our website to help support the podcast. We're totally supported and funded by our amazing Presence Pioneers partners who so into our ministry. And up to this point, we haven't had any ads or sponsors but our partners for our ministry are supporting this podcast. So we appreciate any gifts, donations you can offer. All right. Well, without further ado, let's dive into the five benefits of fasting regularly. When I say fasting, what I mean is primarily not eating. So some people in, you know, Western Christianity, they like to say, oh, I'm fasting from watching TV or fasting from social media or something. And And I think taking breaks from media and different things like that are great. But fasting in the traditional sense, in the biblical sense, means not eating. That's really what it means. And that's the primary way we want to use it. You know, Daniel did have a a period of time where he was uh, eating a modified diet. So some people look at that as the Daniel fast where you don't eat certain foods. And that's great, too. But uh, normally fasting is just not eating. The other thing before I get into the five benefits that I just want to say up front is that fasting is normal Christianity. This is not something for the extreme people or the hardcore people or the super spiritual ones or the just the full-time ministry people. This is for all believers. And so we can all embrace this. And if you're a leader, I want to encourage those that you lead to fast as well. 
in Matthew 6, this is part of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is giving Christianity 101 here, and he talks about serving, he talks about prayer, and he talks about fasting in the same way. So just like prayer and serving others is a normal part of Christianity, so is fasting. He says, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites. He says, when you pray, when you serve, and when you fast. The expectation is, if you are a follower of Jesus, if you're a follower of God, you are going to fast. And he's giving instructions on how to do that. But his assumption is that we are going to fast, pray, and serve, that that's a normal thing that we would do. And in Jewish culture at that time, it was pretty normal for those who were devout to fast two days a week. And it seems like that the early Christians adopted that same idea and that same practice. I think they moved the days of the week to different days in order to differentiate themselves from the Jewish people. But it was still normal for them to fast regularly, not just to do an annual fast, which those are great, or an extended fast, but they fasted on a weekly basis. So a lot of times people talk about, you know, fasting in times of crisis and Joel 2 and uh, how we need to respond to times of challenge and crisis with prayer and fasting. And that is true. And that is right. That's not necessarily what uh, I'm talking about today, although that's valid. I want to talk about fasting regularly. I want to encourage you to begin to adopt a lifestyle of fasting and have fasting as a normal part of the rhythms of your spiritual disciplines just like you do hopefully with reading your Bible and prayer and going to church. Five benefits of fasting regularly. Number one, intimacy with God. This is why we fast, to draw closer to God, to know Him more and to love Him more. We're not primarily fasting in order to try to get a breakthrough, get an answer to prayer, uh, to get that new job we want, or even for our loved ones to be saved or anything like that, although those are great things to pray for and to fast for, but our primary motivation in fasting is actually that our hearts would grow in our love for God, that we would draw nearer to Him and come to know Him, and that our sense of intimacy with Him would grow in very real ways. And so when Jesus describes fasting, He describes our interactions with Him as a father. He describes uh, in Matthew 6, the passage I referenced earlier, uh, how There are some who fast hypocritically in front of others to get attention and to seem super spiritual, but there's others who go in the secret place and they, they don't let people know that they're fasting and they're there to receive their reward from the father. And so God wants to reveal himself as a father. That's an intimate relationship. He wants to show his love to us as we fast with him. And the other picture that Jesus gives us of fasting is that of the bride and the bridegroom, that we are the bride and that he's the bridegroom. And this comes from Matthew 9, just a few chapters later. Here's what he says. The disciples of John came to Jesus saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus said, can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them and then they will fast. So Jesus is describing himself, introducing himself here as a bridegroom, which the apostle Paul builds on this and says that the church is the bride and Jesus is the groom. And that's one of the ways we understand our relationship to him is it's this relationship of covenant love. And when he died on the cross and he offered the blood and the bread to his disciples, he was initiating a a covenant that was like a marriage covenant. And there's a sense in which we're betrothed to Jesus and that when he comes again, it will be like the, the bridegroom coming 
for the wedding day that will happen at the end of the age when Jesus returns. And he's, Jesus is describing here that when he goes away, when he goes to heaven, which is where he is now, that his people, the bride, is going to fast. The bride is going to long for him and fast and pray for him to come and to, to return. And so our fasting is an expression of this bridal love this desire for greater intimacy with Jesus. We say, we, we love your spirit. We love what we have now, but we can't wait until you come again and bring the fullness of all you have. We love the down payment of the Holy Spirit in our hearts, but Jesus, we fast and we pray and we long for more of you. Uh, and that's at the heart of why we fast. And the benefit of fasting is we get that. We, we experience deeper intimacy with Jesus as we fast. Number two, the second benefit is we get hunger for God. And so I don't, Totally understand how this dynamic works, but there's something about when we don't eat food and we're hungry that we also get spiritual hunger for God. This just works. Is God has set up fasting to work this way. But if you want hunger for God, I encourage you to fast. I remember there was a young man came to me once at a conference event that we were hosting, and he said, I'm just, I'm longing for more of God. I, I'm reading my Bible. I'm praying. I'm worshiping, but I feel like there's more. I feel like there's another level that God wants to take me to. I don't totally understand. I said, have you tried fasting? He said, no. So I said, try fasting. Take a day a week. Take a meal a week. Just begin to fast regularly, two days a week, whatever you can do, but start small and begin to fast and see how that begins to invigorate your spiritual life. And he sent me a message sometime later saying, thank you so much. This is this has changed my life as I've begun to include fasting in my spiritual disciplines. This is exactly what I was longing for. Hey guys, this is Matthew. We'll get back to the episode in just a moment. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider joining Presence Pioneers Premium, our brand new subscriber community. Paid subscribers will get exclusive premium content such as bonus podcast episodes, exclusive articles, early releases, and more. Presence Pioneers will be releasing its first e-course in 2024 with many more to come. And the Presence Pioneers premium subscribers will always have full access to the entire library of online courses. Visit media.presencepioneers.org or click the link in the description to join today. You can become a premium member today for an introductory price of only $5 a month. When the price goes up in the future, as our library of resources grows, you can stay subscribed at the original price. If you've enjoyed our podcast for a while, becoming a premium member is a simple way for you to help us cover the cost of producing this podcast and partner with Presence Pioneers in equipping the church with resources for day and night prayer, prophetic worship, missions, and revival. Visit media.presencepioneers.org to sign up today. And again, Jesus assumed that we would fast, that this would be a normal part of spiritual life, so it's not unusual to fast. This is how we're supposed to live our lives as Christians. And so there's something where as we're fasting, we're dissatisfied, we're uncomfortable, we're agitated, we're hungry, but that allows us to be satisfied in God and in his presence. And we open up the word of God while we're fasting. And it's like the scripture comes alive to us in a greater way. It begins to satisfy our hearts. And this really works. 
here's something that C.S. Lewis said. He said, it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us, like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. And so what fasting does is it awakens our souls to that holiday at the sea. It takes us away from the dullness that we feel that we don't even realize we have, where we've been satisfied with lesser things. And when we hold back in fasting, God opens up to us greater hunger and therefore greater satisfaction in Him. We do less, and it creates this like vacuum in our hearts that God can come and fill with His love and His presence and His power in an amazing way. The other benefit of fasting, number three, is it sustains us and it prepares us. There's the prophet Anna in Luke chapter two that says she ministered to God or she served God with prayer and fasting. So our fasting is a ministry to God. It's a way of worshiping him. It's a spiritual discipline to him. And Anna is a picture of the end times church. She's a type of the body of Christ leading up to the return of Jesus. And she was fasting and praying and prophesying and evangelizing. So when we fast, we're not earning anything from God. I want to be clear. We're not, it's not our effort that's earning anything from God, but what it's doing is it is we're denying ourselves so that we can receive what God has offered to us freely. So it's like, if I've got my mouth stuffed full of food, I can't take another bite. You know, so even if someone's trying to hand me a a donut, I can't eat that donut if I've already got my mouth full of chicken. And so it's like, it's not that we're earning the donut by emptying our mouths, but we're just making space so that we can actually taste it. And Jesus has offered amazing things to us. And so many times our minds and our hearts and our bodies are cluttered with other things. And there's something about fasting that opens up our hearts and prepares us uh, for all that God has for us. And it it changes us. It doesn't change God. It changes us. Fasting doesn't convince God to give us things. It doesn't earn something from him. It does something in us so that we can receive all that he has. The fourth benefit of fasting is that it gives us faith for ministry and miracles. I mean, Jesus did a 40-day fast to launch his ministry, and I believe that he engaged in a lifestyle of prayer and fasting In Matthew 17, I'm just going to summarize the story where there's the demonized man and the disciples were trying to cast the demon out and they couldn't. And Jesus comes and does it. And he rebukes his disciples for not having faith. And he says, some only come out by prayer and fasting. So what Jesus is saying is, I believe, is Jesus was engaging in prayer and fasting in an ongoing way. And therefore, he had faith in that moment. He didn't go and call a fast and come back a week later and then cast the demon out. He had a lifestyle of prayer and fasting, ongoing communion with the Father, so that when these moments came up and there was a need for ministry and there was a need for faith, there was a need for God's miraculous power, he had the faith to believe it. And he saw God show up and free this demonized, I think it was a boy actually, uh, free this demonized boy, whereas the disciples apparently were not fasting and praying and therefore they did not have the faith to do it. So it wasn't that the fasting earned the deliverance, but it's the fasting gave the faith so that you could access the deliverance that was available in the power of God. And so this is an amazing benefit of fasting. It humbles us. It shows us that we're weak and therefore we need faith. That's what gives us faith. It's not 
self-esteem that gives us faith. It's a revelation of our weakness, of our need. And we go, God, I need you. I'm depending on you. And that's what faith is. It's trusting in God. And fasting reveals our weakness and therefore strengthens our faith. Okay, number five, the fifth benefit of fasting is it helps us launch into our calling and into our mission. In Acts chapter 13, at the church at Antioch, one of my favorite stories, they were ministering to God with worship, prayer, and fasting. And that's where God sent out Paul and Barnabas to be the first missionaries, really, in Christian history, to go and engage in cross-cultural missions and to share the gospel with the surrounding regions. And so this is actually the first time in the book of Acts that you actually see any Christians fasting. I think it's very interesting that the first time you see cross-cultural missions and really obedience to Jesus's original command to go take the gospel to not just Judea, Samaria, but the ends of the earth came in the context of people who were fasting and praying and worshiping and ministering to the Lord. And so when we fast, when we pray, God begins to launch us into what we're called to do. He begins to speak to us. He begins to reveal things and position us for the next season. And so there have been pivotal seasons and moments in my life where I've gone through a time of more intense fasting and God began to encounter me. Sometimes it's during the fast and just a side note, many times it's right after the fast that God begins to speak or or get revelation. So if you're fasting and you go, oh, I'm not, it, it doesn't feel good. I'm not getting a lot out of the Bible. You know, this is hard. It doesn't seem like it's doing anything. That doesn't mean you need to stop. <laughs> we fast in faith and we pray. We read our Bible even when it doesn't feel like anything's happening. We worship even when it feels like nothing is happen, happening. But many times what happens is that uh, positions us and prepares us. And sometimes it's the week after, the month after, the days after. Oh, maybe we'll get a dream or we'll get a vision or we'll begin to open the, the scriptures. Pay attention. If you've been fasting and then all of a sudden you have a random quote unquote encounter with God or a revelation from the scriptures or whatever, that's not a coincidence. <laughs> that's the fruit of you sowing uh, into the spirit with fasting and prayer and these spiritual disciplines, that's what happens. And I've learned over the years to catch myself and realize, wow, I've been fasting and now I'm having this interesting dream a few days later. That's connected. That's related. I didn't feel anything during the fast. And sometimes you do feel something during the fast, but I didn't feel anything during the fast. But right afterwards, I got the breakthrough and got the revelation. So fasting helps launch us into our calling and mission as well. There's a whole lot more we could say about it. Maybe we could do a a series on fasting. If that's interesting to you, let me know, because there's a lot we could talk about in more detail about fasting as well as practical, you know, ideas and suggestions on how to do it. But I just kind of wanted to give you some biblical understanding of what fasting is and what the benefits are for us and in giving us hunger for God and in drawing us closer in intimacy and helping sustain us and prepare us as we near the Lord's return in helping to give us faith and dependence on Jesus in our weakness and helping launch us into our calling and mission. These benefits come as we fast and as we pray. And I want to urge you, this is my practical takeaway. I want to encourage you to fast a day a week. You can start with one meal, go to two meals. Easiest thing for me is after a dinner on one one evening, I like to have family dinners with my family. So But after dinner, don't eat again until the next night dinner. And that's almost 24 hours usually. And so that's a simple way to do it. But I want to urge you to fast one day a week. 
until Jesus returns. I promise you, you will see amazing results. Okay, we're out of time today. Let me pray for you. Lord, thank you for the amazing viewers and listeners to this podcast. I pray that you would draw them to yourself in intimacy. Give them grace to fast and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this or thought it was helpful, please share it. Send the link to somebody. Post it on your social media. That would be amazing. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up. Leave a comment. That would be awesome as well. If you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could leave us a rating or review, we really appreciate that. And again, if you're not subscribed or following us, please hit follow, subscribe, so that you can track with us every week. We love you guys. So thankful for you. Don't forget, God's presence changes everything. Mm -hmm.